0: Love, 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 do, 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 all you need is love. And money. What did you money say? Money and
1: resources, <laughs> time.
0: And, and the
1: ability to leave your house more than five kilometres. That's right, shelter. The movie, <laughs> anyway. The movie Tenet. <laughs>
0: That's the it. one thing that James, who is here, welcome to Suggestible Pod, by the way. I'm Claire. James is over there. We'll we recommend things. you stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. We do. Especially when you're stuck in lockdown like we are in Melbourne.
1: I'm over to that, obviously, because like the window's <laughs> passed and I'm like, fuck it, it's done. Guys, he's not over it. He'll oh, never yeah, be over it. I honestly
0: it. am. I was, that was your breaking point. It was,
1: but now it's like it's been out. It's done. <laughs> See, nothing I can do about it.
0: James over there is a movie reviewer by trade. Sort of. By trade on the
1: YouTubes.
0: And he couldn't go and see Tanette by Christopher Bolin.
1: That's right, Christopher Bolin.
0: <laughs> the famous Bolin.
1: Famous Bolan. Of Bolin, famous Bolin fame. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> Does he like bowling?
1: I haven't asked him. We've never <laughs> met. Um, but if I do meet, that'll be the first thing I ask him and last. Excellent.
0: All, right. <laughs> all right. We hope you're doing it right out there. We've literally entered into the insanity version of lockdown. Don't in worry. Melbourne. People have
1: noticed. They've yeah, sent many they messages. They really have. Yeah. Saying
0: that we both look crazy. You haven't had a haircut in like six months.
1: I look ridiculous. <laughs> my hair's going so white. I look like I'm wearing a Stormtrooper helmet.
0: Yeah, you do. Your hair is starting to look very similar to your mum's hair Thank at the back. Thank you. And, and I
1: know has- that my mum who listens to this would take that as a compliment. <laughs> she should. It's She has lovely hair, but you really need a haircut. You've got a real attitude <laughs> problem.
0: Yeah, I do so. because I'm married to you. <laughs> got him. All right. That's the kind of quality content you can expect from this podcast. Yeah. But also we recommend you things. So let's get to it. And now for this dilly dallying. So we recommend you things on this show. So we should bloody get to it because we've been dilly dallying for have far it, too long. Have we Have done
1: over a year now, right? It's like 50 something episodes.
0: Yeah. I know we skipped past the 50th episode. I I don't know. I thought we'd done like
1: 12. (laughs) I know we're
0: supposed to like celebrate or something, but I I was like, for a year. Yeah, that's nice.
1: That's a year.
0: Yeah. Holy Moses. Well, there you go. Time
1: flies when you're strong armed into doing a second podcast. (laughs) What are you. uh, I'll
0: strong arm you every day, mate. What
1: are you. uh, What are we doing?
0: Oh, can I go first or you
1: go first? Yeah, I can go first or you can go first. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this is so boring. All right, I'm going first. I've taken the lead. Done. All right, so uh, my first recommendation, I'm so excited about this, it's called I Give My Marriage a Year. Whoa,
1: I've heard of this. By Holly Wainwright. Yeah, I know um, this. It's
0: really just a pointed statement. I'm looking at you now and eyeballing it. No, it's not true. But it's a really good book. I could not put it down. But what is it about? Right. What an intriguing title. So um, I Give My Marriage a Year is a great title, isn't it? It's a close and personal look at the marriage of a couple or Lou and Josh, who've Mm -hmm. been together for a really long time. They got together in their 20s. It jumps back and forward and begins at the moment that Lou decides enough is enough and that she's giving her marriage a year to Josh. Uh, Giving her marriage to Josh – a year, one year to see if she can make it work. And she sort of comes up each month with like a different thing they have to do. Like the first month is like have sex every day and
1: right. all of these kind of things. Wow, um, that's, that's what I love about marriage. Just a series of fucking loops and loops you gotta loop like, on, on top of and everything else you gotta do. Sounds yeah. great. Here's a series of tasks <laughs> for you to complete.
0: Anyway, so what's, I think what's really interesting about the way Holly writes is that you really immediately feel like you know these characters and mm. there's elements of everyone I know,
1: I think, in these calories. I get a sense of them from this. Cal- ca- is <laughs> this characters. a non-fiction or a fiction book? No, it's a fiction story okay. and
0: she's very different as a person. I listen to her on a podcast called Mamma Mia Out Loud, which mm. is also an excellent show. And so her character herself is quite different to the lead in this story. But, yeah, so it feels really familiar. It explores what it means to be with someone for a really long time. Um, It looks at the dreams that often you have to let go when kids come into the world and the way that your relationship completely changes. It deals with, you know, the pressures of mortgages and extended family expectations and how you change and become an adult, really, and the realities of the world coming in on top of you and... So All of great. those things. But it's it's um it's it's actually just a really rollicking read because you're constantly rooting for both the characters Especially to kind of get that it together. First, Matt, am I right? <laughs> anyway.
1: Thank you. You
0: just are really barracking for them and you're also feeling for them and you and they have arguments that you can see reflected in friends or even our own relationship. But my favourite moments, and you'll understand why in a minute, um, are when you get to live vicariously through Lou and Josh's 20s, when they meet, um, when they're sort of travelling and how they're partying and they live in this little flat in the inner city and they're kind of sleeping on a futon and imagining what it'll be like when they have kids and he's a famous musician and they get to travel together and ride and their lives are going to be so cool. And There's so many be parallels so
1: except for the famous <laughs> musician thing. I mean, famous-ish, no, well, no moderately the- successful podcaster.
0: Well, actually, I think what's really interesting about kind of looking at that particular time in their lives, um, because it's so visceral, like all of the, the sort of experiences of like being at bars and how all their mates are all together and, and as everyone starts to get married and have kids, that changes hugely. Mm. And then also... For Josh particularly, the expectation of what he thought his life was going to be and they end up having a kid, that kind of changes their whole world. They think naively, as most first-time parents do, that it won't change our lives.
1: Change everything. You know, or it does. Don't and so they immediately yourself.
0: have to move out of their flat and move into, you know, a place in the burbs and it has this tree, which is what Lou's kind of clinging to because it's this special tree. So that'll kind of mean that it's not just a regular suburban house. Um, but they also have to take money from her parents to are able to afford it. And so Josh has to give up his dream of playing music because he has to work more to Wasn't be able to afford not he a famous musician? No, you know what I mean. He's a, he's a tradie. Anyway, so. Uh,
1: well, he's a tradie. So he's not a famous No, but musician. he
0: plays music as okay, well gotcha. yep, yep, in yep. his 20s. Anyway. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. That, sounds, that makes um, sense. But, yeah, so part of me just loved that whole window of them falling in love. It was like, You know that rush when you fall in love with someone that first time in that kind of honeymoon phase? Not and, really,
1: but go on. The other way.
0: Anyway, who would remember that time? Anyway, I just I really loved that part. I had a lot of fun thinking about um, that time in our lives as well and in our friends' lives, maybe because we're stuck at at home all the time. We can't see anyone. And so she also has a really beautiful friendship. Her best friend is kind of there for her through all of it. And that's really interesting. I think the other part of the book that's also really great is when Lou first becomes a mother. So it's narrated by Lou and also by Josh. Mm. And so. The two, um, the juxtaposition of the two voices is also really great and feels really real, because Lou's experience of becoming a mother. I so related to in like the utter confusion and loss of identity and like the really brutal midwives who like pull your boobs in different directions and all the people that are trying to tell you things. Um, and you're just so kind of overwhelmed by love and also shock about mm. what's happened to your body. And you kind of feel like an alien in your own self and having to kind of find yourself again within that this new role of motherhood. And then Josh's sort of um, perspective on it, watching his wife go through this but him not actually changing mm. and having to take on the new roles of fatherhood and the responsibility that that comes with, I, I think he's actually, I wouldn't say he's, like he's he's just not very intuitive, I think, in right. terms of trying to like really understand where she's at. Mm. And I think in a way you kind of can't because it's so visceral like giving birth and all of those things for your body. So it's just really that is kind of where their problems start to come in the tension between her taking on all of this new responsibility, becoming this different person who cares about linens and, you know, homey things and really pushes for a house in the suburbs and him not
1: wanting that. So yeah, it's you just like to, to noodle on a guitar on a street corner. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much. And he's kind of much more happy go lucky and he thinks everything's fine and she doesn't. And so mm. that's it's just a really interesting look at love and relationships and the complexities of
1: growing up, I this guess. It's a book you wrote. Is this what's happening here?
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's very different to our lives. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. different. And I think that's what I also found. Also
1: I'm not happy go lucky.
0: No, no, you're not at all and you're doing a job that you love and he's miserable doing a job he Do doesn't. It. No, and also you're really supportive and um, encouraging and, and I think we share domestic roles really well and I think that's something that Holly explores really well in this too, the idea that women take on a lot of the mental load of a house mm. and all the domestic labour and Lou's character is just fed up to the balls about all of it. Um, Full
1: balls, yeah. Yeah,
0: but it's interesting to explore that, it's not only, say, a guy the guy's fault when that kind of unequal workload happens because it's also about women letting go of things and saying, I'm not doing that, you do it. Yes. You know, I'm not going to do Christmas this year and do everything and wrap all the presents and do all the things and entertain everybody and be bitter and twisted about it. You actually have to buy presents yourself. You have to go out and take responsibility you know and i and they go through a trial separation and josh begins to see all of that more, I think. And so anyway, it's really interesting because you're really invested in the outcome and I won't spoil it as to what happens in the end, but it's really hard to know. And I think Holly, when she wrote it, talked about not knowing whether she wanted them to stay together or not. okay. Anyway, that's me rabbiting on, but I really enjoyed it. So I give my marriage a year. I could not put it down. And even if you even read it just to live vicariously through a time before we all had to stand around. One point five meters apart with a mask on. Yeah, but you know. I prefer now.
1: I think it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask just briefly. Sure. What do you think about all of that? Like being a father, like watching me go through all those things, like childbirth and becoming a mother. What's uh, well, your perspective? Uh, yeah, well, on I can
1: it? see what, like, I can understand that perspective because it's, it's not. It's not so much that – because you're not experiencing it, obviously. It's uh, – you kind of feel helpless that somebody else has gone through this and there's nothing you can really do mm. except, like, support and try and do extra things when you can and bring them stuff and try to be understanding and supportive. And I think that – so that – it's kind of frustrating in that sense. It's not frustrating in, like, just get it together and <laughs> –
0: Come on, woman, pop that baby having, out. Having, like,
1: into the, the room where you were getting your um the surgery. What's the – Baby pull-out surgery. Caesarian. Caesarian, you? <laughs> I know not said hysterectomy, but well, that's a whole other thing. Um, that yeah, just see like it all, like you know, like you 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 know, my walk-ins. guts
0: are open. Well, on I the didn't table. really set up and
1: get a proper look at <laughs> the blue, shit. but yeah, exactly. And but yeah, um, so it's I so I saw like aspect like of what what kind of was happening to you and what has happened to you and what and what happened the first time and all these other things. So it is it's really a sense of um, yeah. I just I feel bad. So that's probably the, the the long and the short of it. Yeah, not about. Parent would all up, though, bad. Do, no, I like parent. Like, I like being a parent. If I didn't want to be a parent, I wouldn't have decided. Kids. I know I complain about it, like, nearly constantly, but I actually love it. It's great. And if I was doing the same things I was doing in my early 20s, I don't. I wouldn't be happy. Like, I was barely happy then. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I mean so, happy is like a high benchmark for you. Totally,
1: yeah. So, I would say um,
0: less cynical than than before. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, you, whatever you do, you give up something. You know what I mean? You can't do literally yeah. everything. So yeah. it's, you just kind of pick the path that you think is best for you, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I guess we're- I think we're,
1: we're doing okay in that I, regard.
0: Well, I think I think one of the things this book made me reflect on was how lucky we are to be in careers that mm. we also feel like are creative and interesting
1: and fulfilling. Sure, yeah. and
0: But I felt like that about teaching in lots of ways too. I think- I think both of us are Teaching's people. is a whole that,
1: other thing, though. Like it's yeah, it is it's full on. Like it is. It's, it really it's a lot. kind of like by the end, I'll, it really just burnt me out. Yeah, and lose a teacher yeah. in the book, too, right, which yeah. is
0: really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't it know about is. you, but
1: I didn't want to kind of keep doing it. And I mean, luckily I had the option to leave, but I, I wonder whether I would have left anyway because I think. If you're starting to get burnt out by it, you probably shouldn't Mm. stay. Totally.
0: And what's kind of ironic is I think partly I thought teaching was great because it would be flexible when you have kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually think being a teacher and having kids would be incredibly difficult because you are suddenly having to give give a lot of yourself to your own kids as well as other people's kids. And I think when you've got really little kids... Being a full time classroom teacher would be incredibly difficult. And I take my hat off to teachers who are doing that. Totally. Yeah. But I guess what I was trying to say about that was that Mm. in this book, there's a lot of frustration in Josh's character about having to give up on. A life that he thought he might have, you know, like being a famous musician and playing in right. bands and living in inner city and being cool, and like, and he has to give that up to move to the suburbs in a place he doesn't really like, yeah, and work really long hours in a job that he is good at, but you know, isn't his passion. Is it Australian, this book, yeah, yeah, right. And I just think that's, I think that I've, that's a familiar um, story say, for a lot of people. Yeah, but
1: what about for you though? Having you to go all these things and I haven't, you know, like I'm getting older, but I'm not. I haven't experienced. What you've experienced like physically, do you know what I mean? No,
0: I don't know what you mean.
1: I'm saying that wait, uh, the way that you asked me how was it for me watching like you experience that, How is it for you watching me not having to deal with any of that stuff?
0: Annoying. Yeah, I'd
1: imagine it is.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. I would never want you to go no, through it. No, I know it, that but, obviously. But it yeah. is and, I, and Lou touches on that in the yeah. book that it is frustrating and I can see that this in friends of mine that I've spoken to as well mm. about this exact thing. It is frustrating the amount, the toll that motherhood takes on our bodies, yeah. just even in terms of like the physicality of it and the way your body changes after having a baby uh, and physically carrying a baby for nine months and then the birth and all of the aftermath and the feeding and all of the things and just watching your partner or husband just... Stay the same, yeah. Just, like just physically, I mean, I not not. It's different because becoming a dad, I think, changes you in other ways. Obviously, sure, I understand. Like, I'm sure, yeah, no, I
1: know, I know. We can say all that. And it's a bloody iron, but it thing, is whatever, frustrating. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think
0: there's a there's an underlying frustration in Lou's character that I identified with, and I think a lot of my friends who've now had kids identified with because it would be right, totally, yeah. Not that you want your partner to go through that kind of pain or anything, but just the fact that.
1: It's on you. It's something that you cannot understand as well, like fully on. I mean, like I can see the things that are happening to you, and we can talk about it and whatever, but it's not the same as me actually experiencing them, you know. Yeah, and I got my gallbladder out, and I was in surgery. I was in (laughs) for two days, so I've probably had at least we heard about it one a long time times (laughs) the birth in terms of pain.
0: Look, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was like the size of a small marble.
1: Yeah, well, well I don't know what, what is, A don't bag know of marbles, is.
0: an apple, a as big as a, big small as a apple. ball
1: sack, I don't know.
0: Yeah, there you go. You had a small ball sack <laughs> removed from you and I had like a whole watermelon. Good thing
1: they left the other bloody small ball sack, am I right? <laughs> anyway, we should move on. We to should really th- move
0: on. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Wow.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: So it's sponsor time, James. Thank
1: goodness. I'm (laughs) sick of this episode. I just need a break. I want to break it up with some hot sponsored content.
0: Well, you're in luck. Um, Our sponsor this week is ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Yeah, yeah, You yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. random passers-by looking in on you. Actually, you don't. You don't always close the bathroom door, and I don't appreciate it, frankly.
1: But I wouldn't do it at a random <laughs> toilet, Claire.
0: Well, anyway, why would you let other people look in on you when you can go online? Using yes. the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door, James.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's so true.
0: I know. Close the internet door. So, did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. That sounds Ex-
1: typical of big business.
0: Doesn't it? Big old fat cats. Yeah. Selling your business. Yeah. <laughs> so, Espresso VPN puts a stop to this. Full stop. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity cannot be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. I you do. Too. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi um, can be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. That's well, a really good idea. Go. Yeah, It's a great idea, I know. That's a
1: sweet as option.
0: Super sweet as. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. Probably easier. Because you use Expressive VN more than you close the bathroom bloody door. You got me, Clay. You bloody got me. <laughs> continuing on. So you just fire up the app, click one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash suggestible today. You can use our exclusive link expressvpn.com slash suggestible and you can get an extra three months for Free. That's an absolute bargain to keep oh, my free? toilet safe. Correct. <laughs> yes. Your toilet and your internet. I meant
1: internet. Yeah, I meant Oh, internet. God. I'm sorry, ExpressVPN.
0: But we recommend you. Hey, they
1: put the toilet thing in. We didn't say, can we please refer to this as a toilet? <laughs> can we can we have a parallel <laughs> metaphor? Anyway,
0: that's expressvpn.com forward slash suggestible to get yourself some
1: internet free safety. safety On with the things.
0: show? On with the show. Do have off you go. Yeah, you want one about parenthood
1: as well, because I have a similar one here. It's called oh, cool. Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO. It's created by uh, Aaron Guzikowski. Uh, he wrote the movie Prisoners. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Hugh Jackman and Jacob Hall. Oh, I
0: did see Good that. Movie. Yeah. Excellent movie. I mean, The Jack is a classic.
1: He's doing in it. A lot every of the day. Yeah. Uh, it stars Amanda Collin, uh, Abu Baker Salim, uh, Travis Fimmel. Uh, some people might recognize from things, for example, Travis Fimmel is from Vikings. Um, the TV show is in the first few seasons of that. Uh, so basically, speaking of parenthood, Claire as mentioned, two androids are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet. As a human colony threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacher- is treacherous and difficult. So it's basically about two androids, one of which is this psycho-killing machine that's been re- reprogrammed to be like a nanny for children, has to raise these <laughs> children from infancy and, like, start this little farm on this, other- this other planet while they're f- fleeing religious per- persecution, because there was this divide between it's like religious sect who are also escaping the planet and and, and atheists essentially, right? So it's it's uh, actually there's it, shades of Blade Runner and Alien in it, mostly in the androidy stuff. It's not like a sequel or anything set in that universe, but it is but it is produced by Ridley Scott who directed those movies. Uh, so it's about the merging of technology and religion, implications of uh, like a war robot. <laughs> it
0: sounds shame shades- Loving so much. Raising this, this is everything you recommend <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the time. All coming together Ra- in one.
1: <laughs> a war robot raising children, <laughs> and what is and what does that what does that what does that cost? What does that do? Can a war robot raise a child? <laughs> Turns out not very well. But uh, but yeah, it's cool. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, you do. it's everything you love. It sounds a lot like was that was it called Mother? That other it's show? On
1: I am Mother. It's a bit. Like, it's sort of like that. But yeah, there's elements of that in it. It's a bit, um, do you ever comedic. S- not really. <laughs> Great performances, though. Um, ah. re- really compelling, world building, and just it's, it's really interesting. Uh, oh. It's not fun, but uh, is it a movie? No, it's a series. A on series HBO. On, yeah, on HBO. So fire up your VPN if you're in Australia. But um,
0: HBO has a lot of good stuff on. I it. I it. wish
1: they got it here and said oh, no. everything bloody Foxtel.
0: It's I know. We've got to get the, the uh, get the ExpressVPN out, peeps. Get it bloody happening, Get mate.
1: in on the HBOs. But yeah, Raised by Wolves. Get into it if you can. Get onto it. Yeah, it's good. Get Raised by Wolves. Yeah, and the wolf in this case is being the psychotic war robot that's raising children on, on an alien planet. <laughs> and when she screams at you, you explode. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing better than that. Yeah. Though like sometimes recently in lockdown, I have felt like a bloody alien robot.
1: There is something funny about two robots who look like humans raising children and talking to each other. And they're like, what do you think we should do? And then like they have like arguments like a proper couple, but it's all about like <laughs> religious sex and how and how they're gonna raise their children on this barren planet and whether they're poisoning them with radiation. But they but it's framed like domestic disputes. It's quite that's quite funny actually. <laughs>
0: That sounds really great, actually. And they
1: named one of their kids Campion. (laughs) They're always like, Campion? Campion, where are you? Campion. I told you, Campion. Don't go close to the pit, Campion.
0: I think that is a rule when you're naming kids that you have to yell the name out loud to double check. Campion. (laughs) Campion. Do you know what? That's funny. Actually, it reminds me of something that was said um, in I give a given measure. Yeah, that she says that, that couples really only ever have one fight. <laughs> but it's it sounds like it's all about different things. But really, the underlying premise is something like be better, or um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. you never do x y z. Yeah, okay, yeah, that or, makes sense. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Or like just like an underlying mm. whatever it is. It's always generally like the same fight. I thought that was interesting. Campion! So their, <laughs> their fight is what have we poisoned our child with or something? They're exactly. Robots. All right. Is it my turn again? Absolutely it is. Excellent. All right. So um, going back to nostalgia walks, um, oh, yeah. I've, I've fallen deep down nostalgia pathways. Uh, I think maybe because lockdown is, is covering me in my house. Everybody knows um, lockdown. And so I'm feeling Claire. nostalgic for relieving my 20s through various medias. Um, and this time I'm re-watching a really old favourite, uh, The Secret Life of Us. Oh, yes. Yes, it's a three-time silver Logie Award-winning Australian television drama set in the beachside suburb of St Kilda in Melbourne. It has all the things I love about Melbourne, divy bars, crisp mornings, coffee, cosy cafes, bars. you know, divy bars. You know, oh, like moody bars. lighting yeah, 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 yeah. and like old rustic, Joel Joel Edgerton's in it. Good food rooftop parties and old friends hanging out. And it follows the lives of a group of 20-somethings as they navigate friendship, sex, love, relationships and careers. It has four seasons. I think the first
1: two are the best. First two are good and then some cast members start to leave. Joel Edgerton, people might know, uh, he's a director now, but he was Aunt, um, not Aunt, he was Uncle Owen Owen in the Star (laughs) Wars breakers. He's in the movie Warrior. He's an MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, he's really great. He's great. Well, they're all great. It's really- Claudia yeah, Carvin. Oh,
0: she's brilliant. Claudia um, Carvin is in yeah. so many great. Love My Way is another yeah. great show with her. Um, and there's also Deborah Mailman, yeah. who is brilliant. Amazing. What was interesting too, she's an Indigenous Australian actor. Mm. It's at the time it was kind of made a big deal that she was cast in this show. Yeah. And the fact that she's Indigenous is not mentioned once, which I think is like so fantastic because She's just another character just and character, it's just exactly, exploring yeah. her life about and love and sex and all of those things that she's you know, career, everything that and she's so funny and charismatic yeah. in the show it has and an aged really a day. Yeah. <laughs> she was in that show that I recommended a while yeah, ago. What was that? It's a political uh, drama. And
1: Rachel Griffith's yes. yeah. and I can't remember
0: the name of it, but I'll she's Google so it, good in that. And that's that. coming I think they're bringing out a second season oh, of cool. that show. Um she's really great. Sabila Bardabi Tucker, who's on uh Police school, which the kids show here, and Spencer McLaren. So, anyway, it's just a re- oh, Samuel Johnson, really, yes, really awesome. He narrates awesome. it. Yeah, he narrates it. So, I thought it was interesting. Um, it came out in 2001 and it has a lot of parallels to this, uh, like a similar style to Sex in the City. And Sex in the City was released in 1998 and finished in 2004, which was 16 years ago. My God.
1: Yeah, that's cra- yeah, that that, is crazy. That's this show started when I it started when I was in school.
0: Yeah, so it's and the soundtrack's really good too. Just brings me right back
1: into a time. Total control? Was it called? Yeah, show? total yeah, control. Yeah. It's okay, yeah. really, really good.
0: Yeah, so it just makes me want to go back and hang out with my friends with zero responsibilities and go drinking till three o'clock in well, the morning too bad. and eat a kebab. Even
1: if you didn't have a kid, you couldn't do that.
0: <laughs> I know. It's it's weird being nostalgic for a time that doesn't exist anymore Absolutely, it doesn't. and can't ever exist in that way. And it's not that I would want to go back, but it's nice to watch something and just get swept up in that feeling of being that kind of young again. What I also really liked is the writing immediately grabbed me. Sometimes you watch an old show and it really is not as good as you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that happened with Dawson Creek. Dawson's Creek for me, it was terrible. Yeah. Podcast dog, what are you doing out there barking away? She's probably barking possums. But this show immediately, the writing just grabbed me, and the chemistry with the cast is so good. Yeah, it's
1: really well cast. Yeah, really and that's very really well noticeable cast. when. They start to leave, and you're like, "This isn't as good a show."
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was sad when I remembered they left because mm. I've been enjoying I'm only in the first season, and I've been really enjoying it. So I think I'll probably only last a couple of seasons. Once yeah. Claudia Carbon leaves, I don't know. I think I'll be out of there. I think
1: Joe Legendon leaves first because that was around mm. the time of the first The second star was pretty cool.
0: Oh well, there you go. Makes Sense actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so Samuel Johnson's character Evan is kind of a writer narrator, like Carrie Bradshaw yes. is in Sex and the City. So no, it has sort you're, of when echoes. When your friends
1: are, are you close to your enemies, who, who are your real friends? <laughs> the burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. He also narrates the Hungry Jacks. <laughs> he does. Ads. He's got
0: an interesting life. He's got a fascinating story, yeah, yeah. Well, well he's that's really funny. That everybody
1: in this does though. Everyone's got like this. Have charted these really interesting careers and quite varied as well. Mm. Um. Yeah. Totally. Real lightning in a bottle kind of show.
0: Yeah, it really yeah. was, especially those first two seasons with that cast. Especially
1: because a lot of Australian dramas, ah, shit.
0: Well, <laughs> that's what I mean though. Like I reckon this is one of my favourite Australian yeah. shows well, and it still holds yeah, up. The I think, well, writing's really
1: good. I think it's also, it's a numbers game and there aren't as many Australian dramas as, say, yeah, the US or the UK, true. for example. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyway, okay, your turn, my friend. Well,
1: speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of having a fun blast from the past, Claire. Well,
0: we're all nostalgic. I've been getting into
1: some retro gaming because I don't know if you know this. It's actually Mario's.
0: Did I know th- that you've just been playing Mario on? Yes. Thing for- yes, it's I Mario's
1: thirty fifth uh, anniversary. Yeah. Right. I think it's since the release of Super Mario Brothers, the original one, which you played today, uh, which came out in nineteen eighty five um, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> And uh, so, so I don't think Ding, I can...
0: that's the sound that you get when you get the coins. That's not or that when you get like none of those stars. are even close, not at that's all. That's close. No, I'm Mario. He, he doesn't ring. actually
1: talk in the first game. That what's day. this
0: melody? I can't even remember which it. one. The song, the thing, the song that comes on. It was so nostalgic. I had to go do, playing do, it.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: Um, ba-dum,
1: ba-dum, don't give ba-dum, up ba-dum, your day job. Ba-dum, 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 <laughs> that's not even close. Yeah, that's there it. Yeah. There's a oh number Lord. of – anyway, so I've, I I saw um there was Nintendo do these things where they're called Nintendo Directs where they show like what's upcoming and because it's a big year for Mario they're re-releasing and re-releasing a bunch of new and old stuff. And one of the things they're releasing is a Nintendo Game & Watch. I don't know if you remember them. They're like these – Little uh, like before Game Boys, but they were they just very simple kind of. Uh, this is an audio
0: medium, but <laughs> I know, James is currently twiddling like,
1: his. Really basic, like you know, like just really simple games. But what they've done, they've re-re- they're re releasing one with the original Super Mario Brothers on there and some other extra stuff. And I was like, I have to get that, or I'm gonna shoot myself. Like this is like this is if I had had this when I was a kid, I'm gonna you know I would have gone absolutely insane because you couldn't get something like that with a full color screen. And then I missed the the date to to purchase it. So now they're like 230 bucks on eBay. And I'm like, I refuse to pay that much money. Even though I can afford it at the moment, I'm not gonna do it. So anyway, I downloaded the original game on the Switch and started playing it through and i'm like okay this is giving me my fix i don't need this thing anymore cuz it was really like driving me insane i kept like going like <laughs> checking different websites i'm like ah oh, i could get it here but no it's too much what if i purchasing doesn't send it to me because maybe cuz it's a pre order there's only limited options or whatever <laughs> so anyway i, I played that i played through that and then i beat it and i'm like okay i um, okay i don't need to buy that anymore and then i completed super mario brothers 3 so i'm kind of going through all the the old ones um that i hadn't really played before that i hadn't really beaten before and they're amazing they're incredible games they're so precise and they're so well engineered because a lot of the games in that era or any era really are just garbage like Like, duck hunt duck hunt's great don't get (laughs) don't get me bloody stout on duck hunt but uh so it's they're just there's something to the precision and the music and the simplicity of the character and all of those things that work so well and this friday which i've um which i've pre-ordered which i am getting they're re-releasing uh it's three of, three of the 3D Mario games on the Nintendo Switch. Which I don't I, think I've ever bought. seen I'm you so this ago. animated. And you know what's going to happen like all <laughs> You look things. like you've like, got like I'll a little it. kid on I'll your phone. I'll play <laughs> it and I'll be like, this is fine, whatever. I thought this had fixed the broken hole in my heart but it's not actually. I'm still the same person. But it's, it's Mario 64 which is a really pioneering 3D platforming game. Super Mario Sunshine and then Super Mario Galaxy. Because I don't know if you remember this, Claire, in the 90s, they released Mario All-Stars, which is a compilation of the first three Mario oh Brothers God, games. Guys, we've in re- addition we've- <laughs> to Mario Lost Levels, which is the super secret <laughs> sequel, which was never okay. initially you released You know what's happened here, guys? In the West.
0: James has all these kind of like massive pockets of knowledge in his head and we've accidentally, or he's on purpose, exploded one and we could be here for a very long Trust time. Trust me, people
1: who love this stuff are like, you're speaking my language and you know? I love everything that you <laughs> say. There's somebody that I've tapped into right now who's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love retro gaming though. Like I spent a lot of time genuinely on YouTube just watching like, I've mentioned one before, like the gaming story, like watching documentaries about like, about, like retro games and like the history of Punch-Out, like the video game franchise and all this different stuff because I just find it fascinating. It's, I find it super fascinating for some reason. I think it's because I grew up in that era, but, yeah. yeah.
0: and also that was the only thing you ever wanted was a handheld gaming Correct. device. And I you, got an
1: Atari Lynx.
0: You did. Which is
1: good. <laughs>
0: which, which your mum still can't believe she bought. You yeah. must have just harassed I, her and harassed her. I'm like, I just want, her.
1: I said it was either a Sega, a Sega, Game, Sega Game Gear, uh, Atari Lynx, or a um, Game Boy. But I'm like, I don't want a Game Boy because I hate the, because the, they're, the color. I don't want. I wanted the color one, so I ended up getting Atari Lynx and I loved it. It's got Batman Returns on it. I still got it somewhere. Must be in my parents' house. Anyway, yeah, I would only play video anyway, games exclusively if I could, but yeah. uh, it ruins your life if you play it all the time. So yeah, you correct.
0: I, don't know. I think that was our one fight that we had through most of our twenties. We've been together since I was nineteen. Was mostly about you just sitting around in your jocks
1: playing and video now, games. And now it's paid off. hasn't I it? it. God
0: damn it! All my complaining Sucked about in. you. Get up and.
1: Because you were something. like, why don't you get a degree in accounting? And I'm like, this will come in handy one day. Watch, I have to complete Super know, Mario World. I
0: think accountants are sexy
1: or something. Nothing wrong with accountants. Kieran, for right. example, a listener of this show. Yeah. Is a lovely guy. is an accountant. I mean, Jess Perkins hates him, but we <laughs> think he's great. <laughs> we do. We do think he's excellent. Yeah.
0: Oh, goodness me. Anyway, yeah. I'm
1: really excited for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. The compilation of games, are uh, two of which oh, I've never Lord. played before. And I haven't really ever beaten in Super Mario 64 as well. So right, I'm excited to go All right. Back. All
0: right. All right. I love we move the on?
1: polygonal style. <laughs> like, like a lot of games from that era no, haven't.
0: What, what would Polygonal.
1: You, what is that? Like polygons. Because a lot of like the first- polygamists No, no Claire. A lot of the games from that era, from when games transition from two D to three D, they've got like a real rough jankiness to in them. But some of them are quite beautiful, including, oh, I believe, Lord. Super Mario sixty four. All
0: right, okay. And on that note, can
1: I talk about something else? No, that's the end of the show. Look at the time.
0: <laughs> all right, okay. All right, okay. Fine. <laughs> okay. What What are you going to say about reviews?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Because so you can review the show. You can just do it in an app. You can open up your app and you can give five stars. This if episode, you
0: want. he just banged on about video games. Nah, trust me. Them. If
1: you if this is your jam, <laughs> put it in a review.
0: Put it in a jam pot That's and right. eat it
1: for your breakfast. Uh, this is from John Joe Swanson, five stars, thank you. It's so easy to do an app. It says, you should probably move, which is a reference to my other podcast, my more successful one. Uh, it's You should probably move from whatever podcast you're listening to to this one. Aww. But let's be real, you're listening to James's more successful pod, so finish that episode first and then start listening Aww. to this because it's good too.
0: Is that patronising or nice?
1: Oh, no, it's nice to me. It's an,
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> me that's always as bad as a review that was like Claire is annoying, but it's okay. There's no like review listening. that says Claire is
1: annoying. <laughs>
0: but it's fun to listen to her annoy James and I agree it is fun. All right, I also I don't know what happened to my voice then. Oh hey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, you can also email the show at suggest. Oh my God, do we even have any emails com. this week, though? We've got so many emails, and I've got one here. This is from Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, Claire, and by proxy, James. Everyone knows the gig is up. You never read the emails. I hope you're doing well in your mega lockdown. I really appreciated your dive into music last week, and I wanted to share two songs which really had an impact on me. The artist's name is Elliot Park, and the songs are The Old Man in the Clock and The Soldier in the Oak. The old
1: Man in a Clock?
0: Yes, I appreciate music today with lyrics that tell a story and these songs are so beautifully descriptive and engrossing. You can see everything play out in front of you. They really made me stop and think about life and the idea that everyone was put on earth for a reason. We b- might just not know it yet. Thus, everyone? <laughs> just well, your reason is to play video games, I'm Hell assuming. yeah. Thus, I wanted to share them with you, particularly the depiction of the old man almost confronting the clock as if he has a secret. The line, little tin hands pulling empires down, I'm on to you now. From oh. Old Man and the Clock. I hope you guys are staying safe and best wishes from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: Steve. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.
0: Thank you so much, Steve. And do you know what, Steve? I have really loved this song. It was like a gift. I have just heard it in the right time. It's such a beautiful song. I think Collings should play a little bit of it
1: at the end. Collings is going um, to record his own version of it and play it at the The end.
0: Old Man and the Clock. It's absolutely stunning. I know this
1: song. It goes like this,
0: help, I'm stuck in this
1: clock. <laughs> Somebody's built a clock around me in my sleep. I woke up inside a clock. All right. There's a little cuckoo clock door that he can pop open and put his eye out and go, help me.
0: (laughs) And people are like, is there a fucking old
1: man in that clock? All right. Somebody built a clock around that old man. Can
0: I keep going on with my very touching and beautiful moving song? When it
1: gongs on the hour, it's really loud in here. (laughs) It's not as bad for you on the outside, but in this clock it's a (laughs) is <laughs> there a door? I don't want to wreck the okay. clock getting out of it. <laughs> sorry, it? go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, gone, I'm gone. Can you at least lie it down so I don't have to stand? Anyway, sorry, go on. <sighs> Oh God! How did he get in the clock?
0: How did he? How did he, James? Yeah. That is where we're going to fish in. We're both losing our mind. Anyway, I actually went and deep-dived into Elliot Park after okay. this. He doesn't live in a clock, but he is this kind he of like. Like kind of nerdy dad and he's so, his music is just so sweet and gorgeous. Um, he's a country singer really, but it's sort of folksy and kind of moves across genres. Mm. I'd really recommend going into his Spotify um, and he's actually also released, the man in the clock is the album Flyboy, um, but he's also recently released or more recently in 2018 um, a kid's album called Just Be. Because we've been talking about parenthood, I wanted to read you the lyrics. It's so sweet. This song um, is one called Always, like and it goes bon like this.
1: Always, yeah. no, always. S-
0: always. Two words, oh. two words, two words, two words. I'll
1: be there till the stars <laughs> don't shine, <laughs> till God. the heavens shine. and you could see his face, by- don't like, rhyme, and when like, I you die, you'll be <laughs> on my mind. Your eyes are that closed. I love you. <laughs> all always. right, let me read the lyrics. Sorry, go on. Uh, yes. We both know both good is lyrics. Gonna-
0: You've really missed your calling. You've sung a lot in this episode. Thank you. You should get out there more.
1: Mm. Like no, can ju- we can't. <laughs> like you can judge me for sitting in an episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go well, on. I,
0: well, I haven't opened up my musical stylings
1: today. You literally started the show with a song. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, always at your worst, at your best, stinky feet, hair in a mess, always, always. Chocolate ice cream on your face, blue ribbon smiler in last place, always, always. In all your odd ways, your big and small ways, straight and crossways, pink or blue, no matter what they say, no matter what you do, any and always, I'm for you.
1: Very good. I know. I just thought it's really sweet. I mean, it's no Bon Jovi "Always," but it, no, the song is "Always" true. is also a good song.
0: Anyway, if you have kids, I think it's just a really sweet album. There's lots of really fun songs on there, but really, my main song is um, the, band the one on the, that Collins the man is going to re-record. Correct. <laughs> He's He'll play a bit. It's really beautiful. Cool, cool. It makes me sad because the tickety time is a ticking away, and so we're true, still we? bloody stuck in this lockdown.
1: I know. As I said to you, and maybe I've said this on the show. Tick tock, tick tock. Aging shouldn't count like in this year. Like yeah. you shouldn't. It shouldn't add to your biological clock.
0: It's really unfair. It's like we're
1: all on pause, Bunch except
0: we're aging. Yeah. Horribly, <laughs>
1: especially you. Especially May. I know. Believe me, I get the comments every day. You're older than I thought.
0: Am I? Sorry. Fuck. Is that when you did your wonderful trick, your magic trick? I got a plethora your of video. comments on how I look. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, James just recently in a YouTube video on Mr. Sunday Movies, his YouTube channel,
1: um, put in a magic trick from Into Tom Mission Cruise Impossible. from Mission yeah. of Impossible.
0: And it's really bloody it's impressive. Big out really, to Silo
1: Magic for teaching me how. But oh. uh,
0: it is it is really impressive and you did it. It took you a lot of time to do it Wait, and you can tell because when you watch it you look insane. look insane.
1: which is what I was going for but also I'm like, is this too insane? It was a little insane. I was insane. going for some Tom Cruise intensity but it's very off-putting. Anyway, next Hang week on, I'm going to do something even more extreme. Were
0: you trying to
1: be Tom Cruise? Well, you want that Tom Cruise intensity in the eyes. That's what I was going for.
0: and Yeah, okay. But is think, that why you've grown your
1: hair? No, I'm growing my hair because i fucking stuck indoors. <laughs>
0: And hairdressers are shut.
1: That's right. All right. Oh,
0: well. One day you'll have luxurious hair like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 2. I will never have hair like that. I did not realize he did his own stunts. That blew me away when you made
1: me watch that goddamn show. I have a theory that he just wants to die, but he wants to do it in the most spectacular way. That's you. Oh, yeah. That's your intent. I'm just talking (laughs) about myself. God.
0: All right. See you next time. See you next time. Suckers. suckers. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You guys are great. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. Thank you to calling for We've been edits.
0: suggestible, bud.
1: We certainly have an hour. Goodbye. Tickety, kitchen clock goes. Help, I'm stuck in this <laughs> clock. Somebody's built a clock around me in my sleep.
0: You're not fooling me for one minute, you know.
1: I woke up inside a clock. When it gongs on the hour, it's really loud in here.
0: Casually melting cathedrals like snow.
1: They're adored. I don't want to wreck the clock <laughs> getting out of it. Sorry, God.
0: Looking so coy. It's
1: not as bad for you on the outside, but in this clock, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm. I'm kind
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean.